Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Deborah Caldwell Stone is the director of Office for Intellectual Freedom and an expert on banned books. In the 21-22 school year, more than 1,600 book titles were banned. That's according to a new report by the group PEN America, which advocates for freedom of expression. And Deborah, I don't know if you heard our, um, is she with us? I hope she's with us. Um, I, don't, oh, I am good. here with you. <laughs> good, good, good. It's been one of those days, Deborah, that I just don't really know what's happening. <laughs> um, but uh, we just had a news story in Steve Bertrand's newscast that Chicago has designated itself as a sanctuary city, meaning um, we will have a place for you to read banned or challenged books. That's what the city is going to do. The city of Chicago made the announcement. The Chicago Public Library has declared itself a sanctuary city for banned or challenged books. Is that done in other cities, or is this something Chicago is leading the forefront on? Well, it's something unique, uh, and, and this year where we're seeing so many uh, attempts to censor books in libraries and classrooms across the country. Um, other systems have made similar efforts. For example, the Brooklyn Public Library is giving out library cards to young people living in communities where books have been banned so that they can borrow the e-books that they can't borrow from the libraries in their communities. And so Chicago has stepped up to provide a safe space for readers to make their own choices about what they want to read and to learn about uh, what books are being censored and banned in other parts of the country and to learn about the harms for censorship. Um, That's really the whole goal of Banned Books Week, which is this week, September 18th to the 24th. Um, It's not only to highlight the harms of censorship, but also to celebrate our freedom to read. Um, you know, we live in this democracy, uh, a society that promises us the freedom to choose for ourselves, think for ourselves, read what we want without anyone telling us what we can read or think about, especially uh, publicly funded entities. And when we see school boards, library boards censoring books, that's really, you know, um, uh, a terrible insult to our First Amendment freedoms, our ability to make these choices for ourselves. Um, and we should be careful about that because that liberty, to that freedom to read and choose is very precious, and we should fight to preserve it in all cases. And that's something that CPL is celebrating by creating the book sanctuary here in Chicago. Uh, and book bans are just about as old as books themselves. There's always been somebody that has taken exception to the fact that... absolutely. What people are reading is not something they, I, I think often that people want books to reflect what they want the world to be instead of a reflection of what is really happening. And what's really happening is what connects with teenagers or school age children. I was stunned to see at one point that Captain Underpants was on the list as one of the books that was challenged. That is a book that my, my seven-year-old loved. He loved it. And um, that promoted more reading. And was it raunchy at times? Yeah, but it, it tuned into what he was thinking at the at the time. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Captain Underpants, 
Other books like I Need a New Butt um, have always had wide appeal for younger uh, readers, especially young boys. Uh, and it, as you say, it, it's, uh, the, the books are wonderful because they're a gateway to better engagement with uh, reading texts um, and and developing a love for reading that carries over to new subjects, more more complex ideas. Um, we find in research that when uh, young people can find books that realistically reflect their lives, their interests, what they're concerned about on the shelves of a library or in the classroom, they have better reading engagement, uh, better learning outcomes, uh, are better prepared for college or starting careers or entering the military. And when we start narrowing the opportunities for learning, when we limit what people can uh, learn about, um, you know, we, we really just take away from them. And we often uh, do great harm to the young people who get the message that stories that are important to them, stories that are about their lives and their concerns, particularly uh, uh, young people who are gay or queer or uh, black, um, they get the message that they don't belong in that community when you remove the books that uh, address their lives and concerns. So it's really important to have those books on the shelf to provide a safe space for them, create a space for readers to engage with those works. Um, you know, I, you know, it's just fundamental to the fact that you know, censorship doesn't encourage learning; it denies learning, and and we need to fight that with all our might. Uh, Deborah Caldwell Stone is the director for uh, of the Office for Intellectual Freedom. Obviously, an expert on banned books. That's what we're talking about. Is there somewhere where people can go to find out information, regardless of what side of the aisle they are on? Where can they go to find out information about banned books and what is happening, uh, especially at at their school board level? Well, at the school board level, um, they can engage with their local school board. Um, they can engage with their local library board. And in fact, we do have a platform called, well, Unite Against Book Bans at uniteagainstbookbans.org that provides information about what's going on and provides resources for individuals who want to engage at the local level to address censorship in their communities. Um, we also have information about what books are most frequently challenged or banned on the ALA.org website at okay. ALA.org books. And you can see, uh, based on the reports we get from librarians, educators, uh, what books are being most frequently uh, challenged or banned in classrooms and libraries across the country. Thank you for joining um, us. I hate to tell you this, but we've got to jump over to the newsroom, but I appreciate no, you sharing those websites. That way people can find the information they're looking for. Steve Bertrand has your news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.